Blog Talk Radio. Podcast. 
We are on there. Thank God for that. I am so honored to be here with you all. Thank God that even for modern technology, I'm glad for that. But um, we're going to go ahead. We're going to get on with the show. <clears throat> so on today, we're going to talk about recognizing when you need help and also being able to receive help without feeling guilty or ashamed. We're going to talk about that much more in the episode called When the Encourager Needs Encouragement. Hmm. When the Encourager Needs Encouragement. You know, one of the things I found out, everybody at some point of their life, we all need help. We all need someone to lean on or even to talk to. But also, sometimes someone just to, not only for us to talk to, but for someone to listen to us. And especially, I'm learning. One of the things, um, and I'm going to have to give a a special acknowledgement to um, a cousin of mine and also a friend of mine, uh, Mr. Mark White. Mr. Mark White. he was always he was always coming to church and he would he would always ask me after I lost my sister. He said, Hey June, how you doing, man? I said, I'm doing fine. How, how you doing? He said, No, 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 no. How you doing? How are you doing? And he would always look. It's like he would look past the eyes and look in your soul. And I said, To be honest with you, I'm I'm learning. I'm learning. Um, taking one day at a time and acknowledging where I'm at. And moments like that, it really make you appreciate people who care about you. And what I found out is so easy, especially someone that's a minister or a ministry, someone that loves people, we can easily pour out to others. And we can do it. Sometimes we can even do it in our sleep. We can pour into so many people. But what happens when we need to be poured into? What happens when it needs to be reciprocated? You know, um, and like I said, when I was uh, mentioning about the, the loss of my sister, um, one of the things I found out, I found out that um, that night when I had a conversation with God after I found out what happened, told me, you minister to so many people. And oftentimes when I do minister to people, I really don't like to showcase or talk about it. That's between me, them, and God. But I minister to people, and this is the time not only for me to tell people the same words I would tell them what God can do and, and, and all that, who God is, the same words that I would tell them, now I'm in a position where I have to show them. But also the other part that I had to learn is for me to not only to give words of encouragement, but now I'm in a position where I have to receive it, to learn how to receive help. I had to learn how to receive it. And being honest with you, like 
I don't mind being transparent. What I found out for many years, I would always try to be that helping person. And maybe about 15, 20 years ago, I was in a position, matter of fact, I believe it was 2002, 2003. I was in a position where I had to come face-to-face with myself. God allowed me to be in a position where I had to look at myself in the mirror. And what I found out, oftentimes I would give to people, but I didn't know how to receive. And especially learn how to receive without feeling guilty or without feeling like, uh-oh, I'm less than a man to receive. I'm less than being a Christian to receive. I found out oftentimes people feel like we have to put on this facade or have on this Superman outfit to make people think that we are stronger than we are. But one of the things I found out, yes, you may be doing good now. You may be able to give to people, but just because you may be in a position where you have to receive does not make you less than a man, less than a human being, less than a woman, or even make you less than a Christian. See, our ideology is jacked up. Our thinking is totally jacked up because we, you know, a lot of times people associate being strong is a sign of, you know, you you being, you know, used by God or, you know, or even if it's the sign of being in the position where you need help or you must have did something. They, some people look at that as a form of punishment. God has punished you because of disobedience. You must have did something wrong. And just like the blind man in the Bible, he he didn't do any sin. Him nor his parents did nothing to cause him to be sin, for, for cause him to be blind, except for this is for the glory of God to be revealed. In other words, for God to show himself strong on behalf of that blind person. And what happened? Jesus healed him. But oftentimes, just like it feels good for us to encourage people, but what I found out, when we give people, when we give to people or when we encourage people, I found out that we bless people. We bless people, and it feels so good for us to bless people. It feels good for us to pour into people. But what I found out, those who love to give or those who do give, oftentimes we don't know how to receive because we think that we don't deserve it. Or sometimes we may think, like I said, our upbringing will make us think that, well, receiving is bad. But what I found out is when you give to people, when you be a blessing to people, not only you helping them, but you also helping yourself because you're blessing them, which is great. But just like how we bless people, God wants us to learn how to receive a blessing. What do I mean? What do I mean? 
What I mean is just like the encouragement and the fulfillment that we feel when we pour into others or we help people, we have to allow people to get that same blessing by them blessing us. Now, the key thing I always talk about to people, talk to people about your motives, your motives. Now, first of all, we're not talking about where you your motive is to do this, to do that to get something out of people. We're not talking about that. We're talking about people who have a genuine, pure motive, love of God and love of God's people. But what I found out, like I said, taking it from somebody who had low self-esteem, talking to someone, me, talking to someone who had insecurities, all these things, when I would give to people and I found out when I gave the people, part of my giving was to try to get some type of validation of saying of being accepted. But what I found out, yeah, some people they may not accept you, and that's okay. Some people may not acknowledge you, and that's okay. The main thing is you giving for you giving from your heart. You're doing it unto the glory and honor of God, but also you're doing it because God is leading you or telling you to do it. It's all about listening to the voice of God and also examining your purpose or examining your motive of why you're doing such thing. There are some people that do things to get a response out of people, and that's going to always leave you disappointed. If you're doing it to get accepted, if you're doing it because you want this person to care about you, to love you, no, 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 no. I don't care who it is. You're going to always find yourself disappointed. Why? Because even though you may be doing a good act, and sometimes you may have good intentions, but if you're doing it for the motive of a response and what you expect that you may not get, that's why God wants you to be able to examine your motive and listen to him. And if God's not leading you to do it, don't do it. You know, I um, I, I give this analogy. It was, it's actually a true story. But I had gave somebody something one time, and my expectation was, oh, man, this person's going to appreciate it. This person's going to be, like, all over the place with the emotions and happiness and joy. I gave this person something, and they said, oh, okay, thank you, and put it down. I'm like, what in the world? I'll never do that again. And God was telling me, uh-uh-uh, you don't do that for somebody's response you do it because that's you that's you that's your makeup there are some people they quit encouraging people they quit doing for people because somebody may have made them feel a certain way and they did not get the response that they were looking for so what happened that person that was normally a cheerful giver now that person stopped doing it because they did not get the proper response that that person was expecting and what happened yeah, that person can be mean, that person can be bitter, but what happened, when you stop being who God made you to be, that makes you not only change, that makes you become the person that disappointed you. That person that, see, if you stop being who God made you, then you become the person who hurt you. 
If you stop being or becoming that person that God made you, you become who hurt you. You become who abandoned you. You become who disappointed you. And that's not you. And that's why sometimes some people, they get into this uh, battle of the mind because they torn with what they want to do, but they might be apprehensive or scared because what happened the last time, it, it disappointed them. But as long as you stay true to who you are and the person that God made you, regardless if that person give you a thumbs up, a thumb down, or thank you or no thank you, you're cool because you did it from your heart because you were true to who you are. See, what I found out and what God was sharing with me and what I tell other people too, even if you give somebody a snicker bar and God told you, hey, give them a snicker bar. See, we will automatically think that we were giving a person a snicker bar. They will say, oh, thank you so much. But even if they don't say thank you, hey, you you still feel fulfilled and joyful because you obey God. Now, you may be expected for that person to say thank you, but even if they don't say they don't say thank you, and they get that snicker bar, take it out the wrapper, and throw it on the ground. Even if you didn't get that one person tell you thank you, the ants that eat the snicker bar will tell you thank you. Either way, God going to make sure to give you what you desire. It may not come in the form of what you're looking for or what you expect, but either way, the outcome is God going to always make sure you get what you expect and what you're desiring. You are desiring a thank you, and God going to make sure you get a thank you. It may not be in a form that you anticipate. So I would rather get you from a thousand ants versus one person who who's saying it grudgingly. It's all about your perspective. And so with that being said, when you are used to encouraging people, it's okay for you to accept encouragement from others or help from others or assistance from others. But we can't be too prideful to admit when we need help. One of the things I found out, just like the Super Friends, that was an old cartoon show that um, we used to watch growing up. And they had, they had Superman, they had a superwoman. They had all these different characters, but they were all super friends. And what I found out, even though they were superheroes, but there were some characters or there were some superheroes that did not have certain abilities that the other one had. But what happened, whatever this person was lacking, there was another superhero that had what the other person was lacking. And that's what helped us to become a body, a functioning organism. In the Sunday school lesson today, we talked about being part of the body of Christ. Even though we're all in the body of Christ, but each one of us have different functions, different gifts. And even some of us may have the same gift, but the the personality that God has made us, sometimes the delivery may be different than the other person, but it's all under one body. 
And so think about this. Think about even the Bible that tells us this iron sharpens iron. Right now, you might be doing well. Right now, hey, you might be living your best life. But what I found out at some point, we all need to be pulled into. And I thank God also want to acknowledge good friend of mine, someone that I got a chance to uh, see and speak to today, Mr. Derek Richardson, Derek C. Richardson. Man, I want to tell you, thank you also. Thank you. I love you. That is a true man of God. That's the man that I really love and respect and have known him for many years. I've known him. People that know me, I don't really like so much to endorse people because some people, they may be one person, one way, you know, in front of people, but behind closed doors, they're a certain way. So I tell people, hey, look here, I'm very careful when it comes down to endorsing people. But Derek Richardson, yeah, yeah, he's a real one. He's a real one. But one of the things I found out, like I said, we all need to be pulled into at some point of our life. Look here, we don't know everything and so it's okay for us to admit not only when we are in need, when we are hurting, when we say ouch, we all at some point need somebody. We need somebody. God did not make us to live this life by ourselves or put us on this earth for nothing. Understand that God made us to have a relationship with one another. But also under that same token, God wants you to be wise in who you receive relationships from. That's why the key thing he always talk about is guarding and protecting your heart. Guard and protect your heart because don't you know sometimes one of the one of the most painfulest ways for us to be able to get ourselves emotionally or even mentally we end up trusting the wrong person. And God want us, God is telling us all the time, guard your heart with due diligence. You know, uh, you know, try the spirit by the spirit. Understand who you're dealing with. And see, what happened, that would help us. So that way we don't allow ourselves to be in a compromised position where we end up becoming disappointed. There are some people, yeah, we do get disappointed. Why? Because sometimes we trust the wrong people or we allow the wrong person or the wrong type of people within our circle. And so God is trying to help us to understand how valuable we are and how valuable our heart and our state of mind is because we should not be allowing just anybody to come in when they have not proven themselves or they are not responsible enough to be within our circle. Let me say that again. Not everybody is responsible enough to be in your circle. I don't care who they are. The main thing is you got to see who they are, not to you, but who they are to him. Why? Because sometimes who they are to us, it may disappoint us. And sometimes we may see things or may see them with the wrong lens. But when we examine them through the lens of God to see, you know what? Yeah, you love this person, but this person ain't trustworthy. Or you love this person, but this person not committable. 
you love this person, you care about this person, but this person right here, uh, there's still some immaturity. And so what happened, God would say, okay, this is what you need to do. And you're like, okay, thank you, Lord. Once again, God is protecting your heart. And so with that being said, oftentimes when we are the ones that's giving the encouragement or we're the one that's always there for people, we have to understand that can take a toll on you. You know, when Jesus was walking and the lady with the issue of blood touched him, what happened? Jesus responded, who touched me? Okay. That sounds like an odd question when you were around a lot of people. But there was a difference in this touch because there was a need. There was a person that was in a need, and this touch caused the virtues from Jesus' body to leave. And what happened? That need, that need that she had, she was able to have it. She was able to have it. Um, uh, uh, met. And so why am I bringing this up? Because when we go out to pull into people, there's a part of us, there's a part of us that leave to go to them. But see, have you ever spoken to somebody? Have you ever helped somebody? And we ain't talking about physically. We ain't talking about moving it. No, no, no. We ain't talking about physically. But even, matter of fact, have you ever spoken to somebody you just feel drained? Why is that? See, we got to understand that there is a spiritual component that's going on. There's, see, we are physical beings, but we also have a spirit being or a spirit realm that we're dealing with. So it's all about within the spirit realm. So that's why it's so important for us to be aware because when we when we helping people, like I said, we helping physically, but it's coming from our heart. And so sometimes when we are pouring into people, our virtue is leaving. So that's why God wanted to be God wanted to be able to acknowledge when we need to be pulled back into. Think about think about when Jesus was tempted. By Satan. After after he was tempted, what happened? The angels came and ministered to him, gave him what he needed. And so the same thing pertaining to us. Excuse me. We have been in a position where we have to acknowledge that, you know what? I need help. And it's okay to admit that. Look, anytime you've been in a position that you don't acknowledge you need help, you're depriving yourself not only for you to receive help, but you're also cutting off the blessing from the other person. So that's why it's so important for us to acknowledge, be real, be real. And like I said, that doesn't mean that you're weak. That doesn't mean that you lack in faith. That doesn't mean that, well, you know, you don't trust God. No, 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 no. See, those are people that have scripture wrong. Even if somebody give you a hamburger, well, it, matter of fact, if you need if you need a hamburger or you need some money, you need some money. Somebody coming up to you, but hey, here you go. Now we talking about somebody with no ill motive. We talking about somebody who you know 
some well, that's all right. You know, some people will allow pride to get in the way to cut them off from their blessing. Mm. Pride. Pride, if you really look at it, pride is the same as putting on a facade, putting on a mask. That's that's another word what we would call a hypocrite. Hypocrite being from uh that word coming from um a theatrical player, someone who's wearing a mask. In other words, that's not really them. And God wants you to be real. The Bible tells us that we should acknowledge, we should confess. The Bible tells us if thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ is our Savior, thou shalt confess. In other words, you saying what it is. There's life and death in the power of the tongue. You know, so a man thinketh, so is he. So it's okay for us to admit when we need help, when we need a word of encouragement. You know, we're helpers of one another. Isn't that what the scripture says? Yes, it is. We all need, look, we need each other. We need each other. We all need each other. And I don't care who you are. I don't care how tough you are. Look here, regardless of what title, regardless of what position that you are, or that you have. Yeah, we all, God made us to have a relationship with each other. That's why, that's why when it comes down to being a help or being a blessing, look here, God is involved with families. But the devil, what he's the author of confusion, would always try to bring division. But God is about fellowship. And so that's why it's so important for us to acknowledge, hey, look here. Hmm. Hey, look here. Um yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool. No, you're not. No, I'm 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 be all right. I'm be all right. Uh-uh. no, you're not. No. But sometimes what happens? Sometimes, like I said, we allow pride, or sometimes we allow enviness to make us miss the people that God is bringing our way to help us. We're pushing them away because of who they are. Hmm. Hmm. So, I want you to be aware. That person is always giving, pouring into people. It's okay to do something for yourself without feeling guilty. It's okay for you to be able to treat yourself, or I'm going to say it like, the, like we said at church, bless yourself without feeling guilty. Don't you know uh, what I learned? The blessing that God has given us, he wants us to be a good steward with it. And even the 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 blessings or the gifts that God give us is not only for others, but it's also for ourselves. Yeah, I can prophesy, I can give a mighty word to other people, but that same gift that God has invested into me, I should be able to say it to that person who's in my mirror. One of the examples I always think about, I always think about, imagine. Gordon Ramsay, great chef. Gordon Ramsay, anointed chef. He cooked for the masses. He cooked for celebrities. But as great of a chef that he is, imagine Gordon Ramsay dying of starvation. He knew how to cook well for other people. He knew how to have a banquet 
with his five-star meals, but he refused to feed himself, and he got the skills. What I found out, God did not invest into you for you to bury it from the person who's in your mirror. Hmm. God has God has invested his spirit. God has invested his gifts into us. And like I said, we can encourage so many people. We can esteem so many people. We can make people feel good. But we yet putting ourselves down or we're depriving ourselves from hearing words of encouragement from our own mouth. Hmm. That's why when you're in a point where you need a word of encouragement, accept it. Tell me what I found that so many people, they'll go to church. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, checking their motives. They'll go to church, but instead of them looking at the Bible as a mirror, they're looking at the Bible as a window. Even when the word of God is going forth, God, I receive it. Oh, you know what? That was for me. But some people, what happened? Oh, oh, that's, oh, that's Brother June. Or just, uh-uh. Anytime you go into church and you automate, or your motive is to look at other people, you in the wrong. You look. You got the wrong motive. And most of the time, I'm gonna say it like this: You in the way from blocking somebody who really need help. You blocking them. So it's so important for us. When it comes down to the point of when God is speaking, hey, receive it. Matter of fact, something so, something so, if you want to say so small, how many of us, how many of us want a blessing? And if somebody want to bless you, think about each time a person want to bless you, when when they're te- when they're saying blessing, when they speaking blessing, each time they say it, it's a great opportunity for you to receive it. Think about this. I I just sneezed. Now, what would happen? Some people respond to be, oh, bless you, bless you. Now, what is my proper response? I could say, thank you, which is would be a good thing. But before I say thank you, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say I receive it. First of all, they said bless you. So if they say bless you, I say, yeah, I receive it. Thank you. So I'm thanking them not only because they said bless you, but because they said bless you. <laughs> In other words, they speak in blessings to me. And those are, if you want to call those little Easter eggs that God is allowing you to receive. Take advantage of the opportunity. When when each moment comes and God allows His fingerprints to be to be revealed, take advantage of it. So the next time you sneeze, look forward to sneezing because somebody may say, "Bless you, Lord, thank you. I receive it." But what happened, like I said, yeah, I'm happy now, but I can talk about the time that I didn't receive encouragement. Let me tell you what, years ago, like I said, all this was 
years in my early in my late I said late twenties, whatever I said. So that's why when I speak, I'm speaking from experience. I'm yes, speaking under the anointing and everything. That's fine, Danny. Yes, but with the anointing comes experience. And so that's why when I say so, I'm telling you because I know. And the same God that did it for me, he can do it for you. I used to always look down when I'm walking. And I would always see pennies. And the pennies be tails down. And I'm like, man, even the pennies that I come across have their head down. Ain't no good coming out of me. Yeah. Until one day God began to make me realize if I want some money, look at all the pennies that I'm passing by. But also my perspective of that penny got to change because just because the penny is face down does not mean it doesn't have any value. I'm so busy concentrating on what side is not being faced. I'm missing the face value of the penny. Don't you know enough pennies can make a nickel and enough pennies can make a nickel to make a dime and enough pennies can make a nickel to make a dime and it make quarters and then you get enough quarters, you get enough nickels, you get enough pennies, you get enough dimes, you end up having dollars. Oftentimes, God will have those little nuggets right in front of you to see how you're going to respond to it. Hmm. And so with that, with all of that, God is showing you it's okay. Yeah, yeah, there are things that happen in our life that, like I said, that disappoint us, that hurt us. Yeah, 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 yeah. But also, we have to acknowledge, you know what? Yeah, I'm hurting. Yeah, I'm disappointed. Yeah, you look here, you might shed a tear or two. Yeah, but with that, take the time to grieve. Matter of fact, I spoke about that earlier. Take the time to grieve and receive help. Receive time. Even if it caused you to have some time with you and God, take that time. Matter of fact, I was speaking to a, a friend of mine earlier, and I was saying, yeah, for those who like to encourage people, especially when a person is grieving, you don't have to worry about or think about the right words to tell a person. Sometimes a person's presence can be more and say more than a person's words. And also, one thing I always talk about, yeah, grief. But it's so many, it's so many different griefs. You can grieve over the loss of a loved one. You can grieve over the loss of a job, the loss of your health, the loss of a relationship, the loss of a friendship, the loss of a marriage, the loss of courtship. Anytime there is a loss, it can be a grief. And don't you know right now there are people that are grieving right now. There was a point, there was a relationship that I ended up losing, and I mean, good friend, good friend, I trusted, but that person chose to, you know, part ways, you know, 
I was disappointed, but that was a form of grief. See, anytime you have had any type of letdown, any type of disappointment, when you have had your hopes high, when something happened where it just blindsides you, oh, yeah, it can hurt you. And it's okay to shed a tear. It's okay to say, you know what, I'm really hurt. I'm really disappointed. But them people, oh, no, oh, I ain't worried about it. Oh, look here. Watch them saying people, they don't know how to properly deal with situations. As long as you admit where you at, admit and acknowledge where you at, and accept the reality, that's when the healing can start. God wants you to admit and acknowledge where you at. We always talk about the GPS system. Yeah, the GPS system, you type in the address to where you're going, but in order for you to get to where you're going, you got you to gotta put in where you're at. What's your current location? And that's what God is asking you. What is your current location pertaining to your emotions? What's your current location pertaining to your feelings? What's your current location pertaining to your state of mind? Hmm. Yeah, and you still save and love the Lord, but you still got issues. And God want to help you with your issues. Yes. See, those that know me, I believe in being real. I ain't going to put on a facade. Look here. If I'm mad, I'll say it. But one thing about it, just like David, David was a man after God's own heart. Why? Because he knew how to repent and acknowledge where he was at. And that helps him to, that helped him to be a worshiper. When you can be free and transparent, look here, there are no chains and no restrictions. Why? Because you can praise and worship God freely because you're acknowledging where you at. Hmm. One of the look, I'm not I'm not worried about or concerned about people when they can acknowledge where you, where they at. My concern with people is those that been putting on a mask. And now them people look here. Now <laughs> look here. There are some people, and you see them. We've seen them on TV. There are some people they have um, been having some addictions, and they oh I'm all right. I got this under control. No, you're not. You're lying. You're deceiving yourself. And some people, yeah, they're deceiving themselves because they're not looking at reality. And so with that, God want to help us right now in where we at by acknowledging, you know what, God, look here. I've pulled into people. I've pulled into people. And now I need to be pulled back into when a person has preached, especially those that are watching, those that are in the ministry, regardless if you preach behind a pulpit or preach over the phone or minister over the phone. That's what I want to say, minister. Regardless if you minister minister over the phone, minister in person at Walmart or any other store or even in the parking lot or at work. When you have poured into people, when you have poured into people, but when your time comes, nobody pouring into you. When you used to giving a thousand, a thousand percent or a thousand gallons, and when you in a point where you in a need and you have to fight to receive a quarter of a pint, that can be frustrating. When you not receive it as much of what you're putting out, you have to allow God to make up the difference or trust that God will send people 
to substitute from what you're lacking. And also, sometimes the hurting part, the disappointing part, is when we expected certain people to come and pour into us or to help us or assist us or to be there with us, and they're the main ones that's not helping us, not pouring back into us. That can cause a lot of disappointment. And there's a lot of people, even in the ministry, there's a lot of people frustrated in ministry. Why? Because they were helping so many people in their ministry. And now here they here their time comes. And the same people that they've helped is nowhere around. Hmm. Hmm. That's why even with that, God wants us to be careful and protect. Protect ourselves and always consult him. Hey, God, is this the person that's going to help me? Or, God, is this the person that you assigned me to help? Hmm. I want y'all to think about it. Matter of fact, when I get off tonight, I'm going to listen to this again. Because one of the things I always found out, I always tell God, and this is my prayer. Every time if I'm on my podcast or if I'm on my videos or on my daily devotions or whatever that, and this is the words I always tell God. God, what do you want me to tell your people? What do you want your people to know? And so whatever God gives, he may be coming through me, but also the words may be coming to me. Hmm. Sometimes you can be in a situation where you end up ministering to somebody and that person is in the same situation as you or that person been in the same situation as you and God is ministering to them through you. And as you ministering to them, all of a sudden you're talking to them, you're talking to them. And this is me, <laughs> you know, this, this happened to me sometimes. I'm ministering to somebody and then next thing you know, I'm like, mm. Mm. Look here, give me a second. That was for me. Write that down. In the middle of me ministering to them, God is using that opportunity to minister to us. And so what I want to encourage you, yes, you may be frustrated. You may be hurting right now. But you do what God tells you to do. And I'm telling you, God will set the scene for you to be pulled back into when we are obedient God will make sure that you get what you need. Case in point, case in point. My uncle said this. He was going through. He was going through uh, a divorce. He did not want it. He loved his wife. His 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 wife wanted to leave, and my uncle, being a minister, like I said, this was uh, this was years ago. This has been maybe eighty seven, if I'm not mistaken, eighty seven, eighty eight. And he, oh my gosh, he used to cry, he used to cry, which why she, she want to leave, why she want to leave, you know, she, you know, I love her, I cook for her, I did everything I could, you know, she wanted to leave for her own reason. But all of a sudden, instead of him having the time to cry and everything, God will send people his way. To talk about, you know what, I'm having problems in my marriage. And he up here ministering, he has to now minister to other couples. 
about staying together, allowing God to work it out, and blah, 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 blah. And he said, God, I'm ministering to all these people, and I'm ministering to them, and they marriage getting back together, but mine ain't. But he kept on. He kept on. And soon enough, my uncle's wife left. You know, she went on, did what she wanted to do. That gave a young lady an opportunity to come into my uncle's life. And they've been married since January of 92. And I've known my uncle all my life, and I've never seen him so happy. I've never seen him with someone not only that has peace, but bring peace to his house and make it home. This lady loved my uncle, and she loved my uncle's family. This lady, she loved, look here, she is a beautiful soul. This lady, I got a chance to see her, unfortunately, at a funeral, but I saw her last Saturday, and I was like, my, my, my. To see my uncle, like, he, he just, he just happy and joyful. But what happened, he had to continue to be an encourager in spite of him needing encouragement too. Sometimes when you are the one that God has chosen, sometimes God will have you to work while you want it. God is trying to teach you to rely upon him and not them. That way you can see the power of God move for you, through you, and to you. God want to do something within you in spite of what you're dealing with. But also God wants you to come to him and acknowledge, you know what, God, I'm hurt. I'm frustrated. You know, yeah. God, I feel lonely. God, I feel abandoned. God, I feel broken. You know, God wants you to come to him and tell him, you know, what's going on, how you feel. Now, some people, well, you know, God's not concerned about it. But look here, the God that I serve, the God that I serve, the God that I read about from Genesis to Revelation, the God that I serve, the one that I've heard all my life about in church, and I grew up in church, the God that I read about, the God that they talked about, he's concerned about every aspect of your life. So if he's concerned about every aspect of your life, then why would you not tell him about the things that are going on within your life? Hmm. I have a son. Yeah, he's 18. Yeah, yeah, you know, legally, you know, he can be outside of my care. But if he ever comes to the point where he say, Daddy, I need to talk to you, what am I going to say? Well, you know, <laughs> um, uh, I, I'm 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 beyond that. Uh, I don't, you know. You just got to figure out the devil is a lie. Look at that's my child, and I tell people I don't care how you raise your children, but one thing about it, I'm gonna be daddy to my son. But also in me being daddy to my son, I'm gonna I'm gonna be also son to my daddy, my spiritual father. 
God is concerned about every aspect of our life. And so with that being said, when you need encouragement, take it. Don't refuse it. Take it. One of the things I found out, and I, I, I was bringing this up, I, I was trying to write down everything, and I didn't get a chance to write down. Look, I didn't get a chance to write down what I really wanted to. I, did, I just got one line on here, but thank God God was bringing back to my memory the things that I wanted to say. But what I found out, when it comes down to um, us being in need or uh, having the opportunity to receive help, one of the things I found out, not only sometimes we allow pride to get in the way, but also sometimes we allow unforgiveness to get in the way. Sometimes we beat ourselves up over the things we've did in the past. Sometimes we, sometimes we so used to a toxic relationship from other people, we allow a toxic relationship without our own self. Sometimes we beat ourselves up unnecessarily because we feel like, well, you know, I deserve that. I found that, and I'm going to be real with you. There are so many people, they're so used to abusive relationships, not just in a courtship, not just in a marriage, but they're so used to a, an abusive relationship that they're used to people yelling and screaming at them and putting them down. To them, that's normalcy. To them, that's healthy. They have to feel like they have been abused. Mm-mm. That ain't healthy. I don't care who give it to you. That ain't healthy. They're used to people condemning them and putting look putting their thumb on them. That's not healthy. The Bible tells us now there is no condemnation. Mm. But see, what happens, God wants us to come to him boldly. Go before the, go before the throne of grace boldly. Not arrogantly, but oh, we're not talking about feeling entitled. No, 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 no. Because to be honest with you, if it wasn't for the grace and mercy of God, we could have been gone a long time ago. We could have been totally separated from God. But because of his love for us, because of his undying love and the purpose and the plan that he has for us, he wanted to reconcile with us. Yeah. We have been redeemed. That's what that word means, redeemed. We have been redeemed by with the price. Jesus paid it all. But for us to be able to acknowledge right where we're at and for us to receive the help that we need, because, like I said, we can't live this life on our own. We can't deal with this by ourselves. And don't you know, God did not make you have to deal with this by yourself. Like I said, you have a family. Yeah. Now, okay, there might have been people that might be related to you, but you don't trust. You can't deal with it. You know, they're the ones that hurt at you. But don't you know God will allow you to have another family, a healthy family? Don't you know if you just if you just tell God, you know what, God, 
I need a fresh start. God, I need help, blah, 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 blah. People have hurt me. People have, you know, I have been used and this and that. Don't you know, when you mean business, God going to send people. It may be some people that you, that old saying, least likely to succeed. Well, it might be the people that you least expect. God will send them because God is concerned about you. God concerned about your heart. God concerned about your relationship with him. And so with that, for you to receive the encouragement, acknowledge that you need help. Acknowledge that you need the encouragement and receive it. Receive it. Like I said, don't allow pride to get in the way to make you feel like you're stronger than you are. Matter of fact, there's, unless God said something different, but there's a, there's a saying that God hit me with, and I said, you know what, I'm going to showcase it tomorrow. But I want you to know, just because you're going through something doesn't mean that you're weak. Doesn't mean that, like I said, you're being punished by God. Sometimes there's a word that says, sometimes life happens. There are some things we don't understand why. But we'll understand it we'll understand it better by and by. In other words, just keep on living. It's not gonna be like this always. Even when we wake up in the morning, one of the things I think about, I'm one day closer to my breakthrough. That's the attitude that you must have. You're one day closer to your deliverance. You're one day closer to victory, but also victory is already done in heaven. We're just waiting for it to be look happen here on earth. See the manifestation here on earth. We pray, Lord, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But if it's already done in heaven, we're just waiting for it to be manifested here on earth. Hmm. But also, what we need to do is use it as an opportunity for us to evaluate the people we have within our circles. We have to we have to put responsible people. And like I said, don't get me wrong, there may be people that we may love, there may be people that we may be related to, but just because they're related to you by blood does not mean that you have them within your circle. You put responsible people within your circle, people that's going to pray for you, people that love you with no motive or hidden agenda, people that's going to be responsible. If it came down right now, let's just say, people you have in your circle if you can call them if you got something going on in your life can you call them to tell them to pray for you and they have results do they have results in their prayers something to think about those are the kind of people you need in your life people that have results with their prayers Hmm. because the people that's in your circle the the most important relationship that they should be concerned about is your relationship with God and the relationship with yourself. If you have relationship with God and relationship with yourself, everything else going to work out. But if they are only concerned about themselves and not you and your relationship with God, you know what's going to happen? They're going to always come to you needy. They're going to always take from you instead of pull back into you. But the people that are really concerned about your relationship with God and the relationship with yourself, they want to pour into you. 
They're going to hold you accountable. Hey, look here. Hey, look here. You need to take care of yourself. Do something for you. Treat yourself. I always say it like that. Bless yourself. Even if you need to go and just get yourself a smoothie, bless yourself with a smoothie without feeling guilty. Without feeling guilty. And I want you to understand that God has blessed you with so many things. God has blessed you. You have been a blessing to so many people. But now, have you been a blessing to that person who's in your mirror? I want you to think about that. Oh, yeah, you know how to esteem other people, and you know you know how to sing and serenade and uplift the people of God. You can do it well. God has gifted you with that. But are you using that same gift for that person who's in your mirror? Are you using it? If you're not, I would advise you to start doing it. Time just going to the restroom, going to the shower, walking in the hallways or walking in walking around the house and singing songs of Zion. Minister to yourself. Heal yourself. Don't wait for somebody to encourage you. You encourage yourself. Sometimes what I found out, we have a mouth. We got one mouth and two ears. And we waiting for an encouraging word from somebody else in mouth. But God said, no, I gave you a mouth too. Look at this as when Moses had the rod in his hand. And God told Moses to use what he has and stretch out that rod. And the sea will part. Use what you have. Your praise is in your break- your breakthrough is in your praise your help your help your healing is not coming from somebody else's mouth it's coming from your own mouth it's coming from your obedience your encouragement your encouragement that you're looking for <laughs> you already found it look at it in the mirror look at that person that's in your mirror Encourage yourself. Bless yourself. Yeah, like I said, sometimes if we wait on other folks, look here. People will have us waiting until Jesus come. But when you utilize what God gave you, when you are a good steward of what God gave you, then you start seeing change. You know, one of the things, one of the things I do I believe in being a great investor. I believe in being a good investor. And so if I'm investing, hey, I may invest, I may uh, buy this, I may buy that, I might uh, give to this person, give to that person. But what I do, learn to invest even in my own ministry. What do I mean? For example, let's say even with, let's say if I have some books or whatever like that, And the proceeds that I get from some of the books that I have sold, what I do, I use that money to go buy something for people or even to plant a seed. And I'm telling you, you can't be God-given. Sometimes we're going, and it may, I'm, I'm not just talking about it just being money. It could be anything, but I'm giving an example. Use what you have. And if you use what you have, you'll never lose what you have. Use it 
with the obedience that God gave you, and I'm telling you, God will make things multiply, multiply. But God wants you to be able to use it and do it, and I'm telling you, God can do it. Look, there is nothing too hard for God. And I want you to understand that God wants you to be able to pull into that person that's in your mirror. Like I said, we all need help. We all need encouragement. We help us with one another. God did not make us an island. God made us to have relationships. We are Look, we are in the body of Christ, and we need each other. And so with that, just in case you may be watching, you may be listening, maybe feel like, you know what, I feel alone, I feel abandoned. But you know what, I want you to know you don't have to feel alone or abandoned anymore. We are here for you. We love you. We care about you. But we want you to know that God cares about you. And it's not a coincidence that you're watching this video. It's not a coincidence that you're watching this episode. No, not a coincidence. There was an appointed time for you to be able to get the answer that you're looking for. And it so happened that you're watching this right now. Hmm. If God is speaking to you right now, how about you tell him thank you and allow him to minister to you. Allow him to help you to see yourself as how he sees you. And I'm telling you, for you to be able to give everything and surrender everything over to him. Look, when I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, yeah, I was a kid. Yeah, You know, like I said, I grew up in church. I don't take that for granted. But when I really, when I really started looking at my relationship with God and really started taking it seriously, why, it blew my mind of how much he loved little old me. He's concerned about everything. Now, I'm saying about me, but also he's concerned about why you. I tell people all the time, look at whatever I'm sharing, what I'm talking about, the same God that did it for me, he can do it for you. God showed no respect to person. Well, you know, you don't understand. No, 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 no. You don't understand. I'm telling you. Don't worry about don't worry about what you did in the past. You repent, even if you gotta get it right with other people, and you allow yourself to move on. I'm going to say it like this also. When the devil bring up your past, you bring up his future. When the devil try to bring up your past or some things that you did, you know what? <clears throat> We've all made mistakes or we all have had bad choices or made bad choices in our life. We all have. God has blessed us with another chance. And also, even with dealing with the consequences of our choices, God's grace, God's mercy. He has helped us to be able to even deal with the consequences. And he might have, you know, gave us some licks, but he softened the licks. Instead of him giving us a thousand licks, he might have gave us ten licks. He might have gave us two licks. Or he he may have given us a spiritual probation. But whatever it is, we did not get the full blunt or the full blow or the full, uh, um, um, punishment, that's what I'm trying to say, the full punishment of what we really deserve. Because if you look at it with disobedience and alienation from God, we really deserve death. But because Jesus, Jesus 
decided to, hey, you know what? There was a little kid, there was a little bald-headed, gold-toothed kid in Dallas. You know what? Potential. I'm not going to give up on him. He going to get it right one day. He going to get it right. He going to get it right. Same thing he said about you. Hmm. And so with that, I, I, I really appreciate I'm going to go ahead. I'm going I'm to read some of the comments real quick. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. I'm reading some of the comments just to see. Yes. Yeah, we all need help. And like I said, many, many of those, many of those people who are always helping people, we're the one that always disappointed. But we have to take out the time to be poured back into. We have to take that time. That's why it's so important. Some people have sabbaticals. You know, enjoy. Enjoy life. Enjoy creation. You know, and be cool with how you enjoy it. You know, everybody everybody don't celebrate the way I do. I'm cool with locking myself up in a room, playing my guitar. <laughs> Matter of fact, I got it over there. Playing my guitar and chilling. Or this guilty pleasure of mine, if I want to sit at home and watch Shark Tank, oh my gosh, I love the show Shark Tank. Being able to enjoy it. But you know what? As long as you keep being on the go, 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 you burn yourself out. And God never intended us to burn ourselves out. Think about and I, I, I'm gonna share, I'm gonna share this. We're gonna get ready to wrap up. But I always think about when Moses saw the burning bush. The bush was burning, but it was not consumed. And that's the same analogy how God has within us, how God wants us to be. He wants us to have that burn, but without being burnt out. And what burned us out? Disobedience, form of disobedience, doing it our way instead of His way. Burn us out. God does not design us to be burnt out. He wants us to be wise. He wants to be wise in how we do things. And matter of fact, just think about it. No matter what age you are, how old you are, we have an organ called a heart. Does how does our heart rest and keep on beating? Our heart doesn't stop beating. It continues to beat. Hmm. There's something to think about. So if our physical heart can keep a beat, what about our emotional heart, our mental heart, but our spiritual heart can keep a beat? But like I said, the devil tries to stop us, paralyze us, and we should not allow the devil to win in that. Look, God has given us dominion. We should be the one to tell the devil, hey, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Instead of, well, you know, it happened to me then, it happened to mm, nah, that dog ain't going to hunt. And so with that being said, I want you to think about your relationship with God and be obedient to what God tells you. And also for you to be able to take the time to receive the words of encouragement. Receive God's word for yourself for you to be able to get the help and the healing that you need, the encouragement that you need. And like I said, we all need encouragement. We all need encouragement. 
And and matter of fact, I was saying this the other day. Even when we talking to somebody, like I said earlier, sometimes our presence can mean more and say more than our words. But also, even when we don't know what to say, that's great. Say nothing at all. Because what if that person that we want to say something to, when they've been so used to having everybody else to tell them stuff, what if God allowing you to be in that person's presence, not for you to say something, but for them to say something? In other words, they don't need your lips. They need your ears. And that encouragement that you're looking for, God may send somebody, not with an open mouth, but with an open heart that has an open ear to hear you speak, to, for you to get the help, the healing that you need. We all need somebody to talk to. And God, yes, we have God to talk to, but God also is sending people that will help you. God uses people to help you. If it's physically, if it's mentally, emotionally, whatever it is, listen and obey how God want to help you. And like I said, don't expect, quit having the expectation of how God going to do it. Don't worry about how God going to do it. Just know that he wants to do it and allow him to do it. So that's what I want to encourage you. And so for those who may be watching or listening, I want you to know that there's nothing too hard for God. I want you to know that right now, just in case you're not saved, Romans 10 and 9 tells us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior and believe in the heart that God is raising from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Know that there's nothing too hard for God. And I want you to know that God is concerned about every aspect of your life. And also, I want you to know, not only God loves you, but we love you. And if you hurt, we hurt. If you empty, we want you to be filled and refilled. But like I said, you're not in this alone. We are family. We here. We here to help to minister, to teach, to preach, whatever is needed. We're here for that. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God, we acknowledge your presence on today. So, God, we come to you right now, God. Thank you, God, for being a God all by yourself, God. Thank you, Lord, for helping us and healing us in our time of need and our time of want right now. In the name of Jesus, God, you see the situation. You see the needs right now. There are some that right now, it seems like their vessel is broken. It seems like their vessel is empty. So, God, we speak right now, God, that you pour into us right now, God. God, we speak, God, for those who may be empty, God, that you refill right now in the name of Jesus. And, God, we speak right now, God, that you help us to be responsible of who we pour into right now, God. Help us, God, to be a good steward, not just with our time, not just with our not just with our finances, but also even with the vessel that we're pouring into others right now, God. Helping us right now, God, to 
consult with you right now, God, and acknowledge you, God, and you would direct us not only in our path, but even in directing who we need to pull into in the name of Jesus. Lord, we speak it right now, God, <clears throat> for those who may have, we have, may have pulled into that you do not authorize us to. We ask you, Lord, to forgive us right now, God. If we have mismanaged our vessel right now, God, forgive us right now, God, <clears throat> in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness, and we receive your forgiveness. And, Lord, we thank you right now, God, for being a God of many chances, God. Thank you, Lord, for your unfailing love right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for having our best interests at heart right now, in the name of Jesus. And say to mind everything you stand for, about every problem, about every confusion, we bind everything that you try to do to this distract and hinder God's people right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind the spirit of hurt. We bind the spirit of rejection. We bind the spirit of the pain right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind the spirit of bitterness right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind the spirit of unforgiveness right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind the spirit of hatred right now. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we speak it right now, God. For those who are hurting right now, God, heal their broken heart right now, God. Heal their confused mind right now, God. God, we speak, God, that you guard their mind right now, God, and also renew their mind right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we speak, God, that even for those who are broken in heart right now, God, God, we speak, God, that you minister to their heart, God, that you mend their broken heart right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we speak, God, for those who are grieving right now, God, God, we speak, God, that you hold them up right now, God, close to your bosom right now, God, comfort them, be with them right now, God, in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> God, there are those who are grieving, God. We hold up before you, God, the Hudgens family, the Dykes family, God, the Jones family right now, God, holding them up before you right now, God, the Horton family, God, holding them up before you right now, God, in the name of the, 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 uh, the Bailey, Bailey, God, uh, holding them up before you right now, God, in the name of Jesus, and Lord, we thank you, Lord, for revealing the purpose and plan you have for us, God, helping us, God, to receive it right now. In the name of Jesus, we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and every one of y'all for tuning in. Just in case you want to get in contact with me, my name is Brother Prater. You can catch me on uh, Facebook or other social medias. Um, on Facebook, you see my daily devotion, also my videos. Also, uh, you can go to my website at brotherprater.com. Brotherprater.com. You will see my daily devotion, my videos, and also my personal appearances. Also, just in case you want to go to uh, the store section, you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. I can't find my other one. A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men their needs and their responsibilities also is not only to the men but also the book is for the ladies too and so you can use that as a great stock of stuff i want to encourage you for that also uh this book right here the girl who was a brother's keeper the love beyond life this book is um you're talking about the story of uh, my sister and our relationship uh unfortunately she was killed by uh her boyfriend domestic violence um and so I just want y'all to know that uh, with that, even like I said, for those who um, encouraged me when I lost my sister and 
when I went through some more other things. I want to thank each and every one of y'all. Also, before I get ready to um, get off the air, there was a special person that was really on my heart. And just in case, just in case um, he's on here, <clears throat> I don't know if he's on here, but I want to reach out to him. Um, there's a special person that I thought about today, and um, it's someone I went to school with, Keith Campbell. Mr. Keith Campbell. Keith, I want you to know that I appreciate you. Matter of fact, I'm going to see if I can reach out to him right now. Um, let me see if see if he's going to reach out. But um, even while even while we are um, on here, if you don't if you don't look at it. Tonight, whenever he get a chance, I make sure he um, look at it because I want to not just tell him privately, but I want to tell him publicly. He was on my heart today, and you know I did not know I was going to be uh, speaking about this, but Keith, you have been a great inspiration and encourager, not just to everybody on Facebook, not just to those you went to school with, but to me and my family. Me and my family, look here. My brother Jerry, my brother Ronnie, man, crazy about you. Also, my homegirl, my friend, my sister, Sheila Prater. Sheila Prater always talked about you. And matter of fact, last time I saw him at a Caught a picnic. <laughs> I'm gonna go tell the story, but um, I, I brought up a story. We used to ride the bus. Um, he was two years older than me, uh, me and Sheila, and uh, we were all on a bus. And being kids, somebody, somebody threw a ball up that—not a ball, but a um, balled-up paper towards the school bus, towards the um, school bus driver. And he grabbed it, and he said, hey, who threw this, who threw this um, paper? Who threw this paper? And Keith said, hey, who name on the paper? So the bus driver opened it up and said, nobody. And Keith said, well, nobody threw it. <laughs> Look. <laughs> <laughs> that, like I said, I had to bring that up. But um, Keith, man, I really appreciate you, man. I love you, man. You are such an inspiration. You're such an encourager, and I appreciate you, man. And and like I said, my family, man, my family, they talk about you, and and um, each one, each one of them, man, we love you. We appreciate you. The pray the family. Each one of us individually and collectively, man, we love you. We appreciate you. And we thank you for you being you, man. I appreciate it. Every time I get a chance to see you, man, I don't get a chance to see you often, man. But when I do see you, man, you're such a joy. You still got that same smile, man, and I appreciate it. So if I had to, if I had to sum up the end of this episode, I want you to know that You've been an encouragement to us. So just in case you ever feel low, 
just in case you asking yourself, you know, are you making a difference? You are. I want you to know that you even helped me. You helped me several times over just in our conversation. So I want to thank you, man. And this may be embarrassing to you, but I don't care. I wanted to publicly acknowledge you. Like I said, you on my heart today. And I wanted to public, publicly acknowledge you to tell you thank you, man. I love you, man. My family love you, man. And we appreciate you. And so with that being said, I want to thank each and every one of y'all for tuning in. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you and good night.